Chapter 9. Human Being. 927 Akko. Hey Diana, I just wanted to let you know that I enjoyed hanging out with you today, smiley face. 928 Akko. Have a good night. Diana stared at the messages on her phone. There was a warm feeling inside her. Relief. Elation. Excitement. Diana wasn't sure. But it was there, and Diana liked it. The last couple of days had been a roller coaster of emotions that, despite getting in the way of her concentrating on coursework, had made her feel alive in a way that she hadn't felt in a long time. Not all of it was good, of course. Having her insecurities crashing down on her like an avalanche and burying her in thick layers of crippling self-doubt was most definitely not fun. Diana was in the process of recuperating from the storm that had raged in her mind that evening, but it was really the messages she received from Akko that marked a turning point that began dispelling the dark clouds away. After recovering from the initial shock of seeing the name of the one person she didn't want to talk to appear on her phone, Diana didn't know how to react. After all, it was the very act of talking to Akko that had landed her in such a tumultuous state of mind, so surely, talking to Akko could only result in more hurt. But if Akko had been the trigger, then she could also be where Diana could find closure. So with cautious hope, Diana had responded to Akko's apology. And it had felt like an oppressive weight was lifted off of Diana's shoulders when Akko had expressed such sincere remorse for how she had made her feel, even when it had been unintentional. Diana had hesitated when Akko had asked to meet up in person, but as a Cavendish, she couldn't allow herself to feel intimidated by the possibility of failure. So she agreed. Diana had been touched, even moved by how ardently Akko had professed her apology, as well as her promise to do better. Since her mother had left her, no one in Diana's life had given her sentimental gestures with even a fraction of the passion that she had felt from Akko. And so the moment in Leon Park with Akko was important to Diana. It was special. Forever etched as a bright beacon in Diana's mind that juxtaposed against the grey. To Diana, time had felt slow initially when they met at the park, but then it accelerated as they fell into steady conversation, and before she knew it, her time with Akko was over and became nothing more than a treasured memory that she wished could have lasted longer. During her walk back to her flat, she couldn't help replaying her time with Akko in her mind. When Diana reached her flat, Hannah and Barbara demanded that she explain her rather solitary moodiness as of late. Barbara already had the gist of what happened without the explicit details, since she had been in contact with Lotta. Diana had felt like her friends deserved an explanation and told them the events over tea. After all, a part of Diana understood that she should learn to be more trusting and open with her friends, who at least deserved that respect from her. It was safe to say, placating Hannah's ire towards the brunette had been a very difficult task. If you don't give me a reason right now, Hannah said with a menacing presence that wasn't intended for her friends in front of her, I swear I'm going to find Akko and throw her from the top floor of Jennifer Library. Diana cringed at Hannah's outrage towards her, classmate. Acquaintance. Friend. Diana wasn't sure what her standing was with Akko. Hannah, please, Diana started, there is no need. 
Akko has apologized wholeheartedly. I believe we're on good terms now. She wasn't completely certain about that last part, as such was the nature of insecurities, but she needed to believe it. Yeah, but that doesn't change the fact that she hurt you, Hannah said. A simple apology never makes all the hurt go away. Diana was slightly taken aback by just how true Hannah's statement was. Perhaps she spoke from her own experiences. It was a very good apology. Diana spoke, with a hint of defeat from being unable to refute Hannah's insight. I swear I'm going to make Amanda tell me where she lives, Hannah fumed, mostly to herself. Diana's gears turned as she desperately tried to find something to pacify her friend. Then, she remembered. Hannah. Do you not remember our pact? Hannah's expression morphed from indignance for Diana to one of bemusement. I'm sorry, what? Oh yeah, Barbara said. I made you guys agree to a pact to make peace with your problems a few weeks ago. Hannah didn't feel any more enlightened by what her best friend had reminded her of. Yeah, so. It's not like me giving Akko a piece of my mind is going to break the pact or anything. My problem is Amanda, not Akko. Diana crossed her arms. Yes, but if you do antagonize Akko, it would put a further strain between our relationship and therefore make it more difficult for me to fulfill my pact. Hannah opened her mouth, but closed it after not being able to find a rebuttal. This pact is so stupid, Hannah muttered. Diana gave her friend an almost smug look. Almost, because Diana Cavendish wasn't smug. Right? That had been hours ago. And now, Diana had to figure out how to respond to Akko's messages. Should I write that I enjoyed our time too? Diana thought. No, I don't want to seem too eager. But I don't want to give her the false impression that I didn't enjoy our time together. Maybe likewise is a good compromise. But that wasn't enough, because Diana felt like she needed to somehow address the future optimistically. I look forward to spending time with you in the future. She wondered. God, I sound positively repressed. I can't be that repressed, can I? Maybe I'll just settle for tomorrow's lecture. And dare I be bold and include this exclamation mark. 943 Diana, likewise, Akko. I look forward to our lecture tomorrow. Good night. Diana was early when she arrived in the lecture, as she did with most lectures. She felt nervous. Before, the nervousness that Diana had felt stemmed from the fact that she shared classes with a girl who felt animosity towards her. Now, Diana was nervous from the prospect of being cordial with the said girl. Uncertainty, yet again. Diana had no idea what to expect. Would Akko barely regard her from now on? just like every other student in her classes. Or would Akko still feel lingering hostility? Diana couldn't be sure. She didn't know what she would do if the events of the previous days amounted to mere nothing. Diana. In her musings, Diana hadn't noticed the door swing open. She turned her head in the direction of the enthusiastic chirp and saw Akko walking towards her. Is, is she going to sit next to me? 
Diana panicked internally. Indeed, the brunette settled herself on the empty seat to the left of Diana. Good morning, Akko, Diana greeted, her voice even in spite of her shock. Hey, uh, Akko started hesitantly, you don't mind if I sit here, do you? Of course not, Diana responded, mostly as an automatic response from her ingrained politeness. Akko seemed relieved. Good, good. Silence. Diana noticed that Akko was shuffling her feet on the ground. Is she nervous, too? Diana pondered. Um, Akko, Diana stammered. Akko turned her gaze to Diana. How are you finding this course? Yeah, it's really good. It's... Akko bit her lip and copped her head, taking a moment to reflect. Cute, Diana thought. Akko sighed. It's all right. The content is relevant and Ursula is really nice and all, but I do kinda struggle with the course sometimes. Like I'm fine with asset creation and whatnot, but harder stuff like shading and the mathsy stuff, they just don't click as easily, you know. Diana nodded. Everyone goes at their own pace with their technical skills. However, I do recall that the assets in your game were very impressive. Yep. I modeled those potatoes myself. It seems that you have an aptitude for creating graphical assets. It's more than what I can do, certainly. Oh, and no. It's nothing, Akko stuttered as she blushed from Diana's praise. Diana was amused. Oh, so we're modest now. She decided that she liked the rosy shade on Akko's cheeks very much. It's not nothing, Akko. It's proof that if you set your mind to it, you can undoubtedly attain the rest of the skills involved with game development. Diana's eyes widened as she saw that Akko's eyes were watery. D. Diana, Akko started, barely able to keep her voice even, that means a lot, thank you. I it's no problem, Akko, somehow, that didn't feel like it should be enough for Diana. She looked down for a moment, before returning Akko's gaze once again. Would you perhaps be interested in study sessions with me? In addition to working on our project, I could help you with whatever concepts you may find difficult. Akko was gaping like a fish. Her red eyes stared into Diana's blues. After a moment, she spoke. Are you serious, Diana? Why yes, I would be happy to. Diana froze. In a split second, Akko blurred into a rush of brown as Diana felt herself engulfed in Akko's arms. She was extremely aware of the fact that Akko's face was practically touching her. She stiffly lifted her arms up to awkwardly pat Akko's back. You're, you're so generous, Diana. The way Akko pronounced her name made Diana shiver. Akko had always pronounced Diana's name slightly differently to how everyone else did, but hearing the words caress her ear from lips that were only millimeters away was really something else entirely. Diana felt self-conscious, partially from the fact that some students had arrived and were looking at the girls curiously, but mostly because she was so close to Akko at that moment. She hoped that the other girl couldn't hear how fast her heart was beating. Pee please, Akko. Akko chuckled as she released Diana. Sorry, it's just, 
No one has ever offered something like that to me before. Diana smiled softly. I'll take that as a yes, then. A thousand times yes. Before Diana could ponder on why that line sounded familiar, Ursula rushed into the lecture room and sheepishly apologized for being late before starting the lecture. 152 Akko, hey Diana. 152 Akko, I might be a bit late cause I'ma grab some a bite on the way. 153 Akko, do you want anything from the Engo Cafe? 159 Diana, I don't need anything, but thank you for asking. I'll wait for you in the study room. 201 Akko, Kyul, see you soon Tilda. Diana put down her phone on the table in front of her and took out her notebook from her bag. She then took out a pair of earbuds and connected them to her phone before hitting shuffle on her personal Spotify playlist. She looked down at the writing in her notebook. Diana waited patiently as Akko seemed to be at a loss. A moment. Um. Two moments. Ah. Uh. Too many moments. Akko. Diana tentatively asked. Akko deflated as her face planted on the table. Okay. I have no idea. That's fine, Akko, Diana said. She hoped that she sounded reassuring. Deciding on thematic concepts is often the most difficult aspect of the design process. I guess abstract things just really don't come to me, Akko said as she rose. I believe it's an obstacle for most people, Diana said. I personally always find it helpful to draw inspiration from yourself. Akko looked puzzled. Yourself? Yes. For example, your personal experiences, worldview, feelings, or even dreams. Akko's expression looked as though she was in deep thought, before quickly morphing into one of doubt. But my dream last night was about how shiny chariot stepped out from her poster above my bed and knelt over me and Akko's eyes widened as her face took on a shade of crimson, uh, gave me fifty quid. Yeah. Diana's eyebrows were raised. Okay, then perhaps we shouldn't use our dreams as inspiration. Yeah, Akko laughed awkwardly. Not sure who wants to play a game like that. Maybe you might find more success with looking into other aspects of your life. Diana asked, before adding, not that you need to go into details, of course. You most definitely don't need to mention anything you don't feel comfortable sharing. Akko rested her chin on her palm. Diana could see the gears turning in Akko's mind. The biting of her tongue, the faraway look in her eyes. The way her other hand caressed the surface of the table, as if Akko could look into her own mind through reading the texture of the table as if it were braille. Diana absent-mindedly traced the curves of Akko's face with her eyes as she waited for a response. Eventually, the silence had overstayed its welcome in Diana's mind. She was about to suggest the safe but common theme of discovery when Chaos Chaos Diana echoed. She had expected Akko to maybe go for something more juvenile, like magic or adventure, but not something like this. Yeah. Chaos, Akko said as she met Diana's gaze. My day-to-day -day life is kinder, 
disorderly. But it's more than that. I like to live life without always knowing what I'll be doing from day to day, minute to minute. Yes, that sounds like Akko, Diana thought. It's a bad thing sometimes. Akko continued, most of the time. But sometimes, when I least expect it, something good happens. I never know what it'll be, or when it'll happen. Life is kinda interesting like that. Akko shrugged as she chuckled. Diana thought for a moment. That's very interesting, Akko. I myself can't relate to that, but that could be our first core concept. Akko beamed at Diana, who almost had to look away to protect her retinas. EA. Now, how would we go about representing that in a game? Random number generators. That could be a part of it, but perhaps we could connect it to a more tangible theme, Diana said, as she wrote the concept into her notebook. Perhaps, a labyrinth. Labyrinth. Do you mean a maze? Yes, Diana nodded. Akko looked doubtful. But how are mazes chaotic? Aren't they always fixed, and so they are orderly? While that is true, I believe that the experience of being in a maze can be described as chaotic. You never know what to expect around every corner. The frantic searching and backtracking, trying to keep a hold of the details in your mind. Yeah, Akko said, looking thoughtful. I guess you're right. I've never thought about mazes like that before. Like, in terms of the experiences they provide. That sounds kinda cool. Diana jotted down the word. What about, Akko began. Diana waited for her following words, which never came. Yes? Sorry, I'm not sure what the word for it is. Akko looked annoyed at her own vocabulary. Perhaps you could try describing the idea. Akko furrowed her brows, as if trying to solve her math homework. You know how when you zoom into a maze, you really just get another maze. With her mind's eye, instead of imagining what Akko said, Diana conjured the image of zooming out of a maze. Somehow, that felt more natural to her. Is the word you're looking for recursion? Ah, uh, not exactly. Like, that could be a part of it, but I'm more thinking about how you can do that to different parts of a maze, and get lots of separate mazes. Diana nodded slowly. Like breaking something large into smaller pieces, into its constituent parts. Perhaps, fragmentation. Akko perked up. Yeah. I think that word fits pretty well for what I'm trying to say. Excellent suggestion, Akko, Diana commended as she wrote it down. Akko nodded enthusiastically. She's almost like a puppy, Diana thought. Fragmentation. That is a genuinely fascinating theme. Yeah. In terms of game design, that's probably easily done by splitting the space into different sections, or something, Akko remarked. Maybe we could tie it to something more abstract. Like a bigger theme. Diana was pleasantly surprised by Akko's suggestion. It seemed that the other girl really did want to step outside of her comfort zone for the sake of making a compromise with their project, much like Diana herself. They were meeting each other in the middle. 
Diana thought back to all the times when they used to bicker about their own views. Diana's eyes widened. That could work. That could work very well. Memories. Huh? Our memories are fragmented. We don't quite remember our experiences in any order, not even chronologically, Diana explained. She felt a tinge of excitement. Yet when they are recalled together, they provide us with personal narratives. Impressions. They become greater than the sum of the individual memories. Perhaps, our memories are the quintessential example of fragmentation. Akko looked beside herself with emotion. Was it admiration? I wow, that's, that's really amazing, Diana. Diana blushed at the praise. It was a genuine praise, one that was not politically motivated, nor a necessity of politeness. Perhaps the praise felt more meaningful due to it coming from a girl who, up until very recently, was an adversary to Diana. Thank you, Diana said, avoiding the fire in Akko's eyes. I feel as though this may be enough to go on. What do you think? Akko hummed. I guess in a way, we have some good themes, but they might need a through line. Do you mean some sort of an overarching idea that guides how the themes will intermingle with one another? Yeah, Akko nodded. Like glue. H.M. Diana stroked her chin. Akko is right, she thought. There needs to be something to glue these concepts into a comprehensible narrative. Reminiscing the past. No, that's too moody, and doesn't fit well with chaos. I got it. Akko suddenly exclaimed, breaking Diana's train of thought, as well as making her jump. A Akko. Finding yourself, Akko spoke ecstatically. Finding oneself. Diana drew a sharp breath. That's it, she thought. She couldn't have come up with a better core concept. She smiled warmly at Akko before committing ink to paper. Chaos. Labyrinth. Fragmentation. Memories. Finding oneself. Those were the concepts that they had decided upon. These are excellent concepts, Diana thought. Akko has proven to be surprisingly. The door burst open. Diana. Diana leapt in her chair, her earbuds clacked as they fell onto the table. Sorry I was late. Akko frantically apologized as she all but plopped on a chair that was next to Diana's. The long to the cafe was very line, and then I bumped into Ursula on the way, and said hi and then I remembered that I forgot to collect my order and. Ahem, Diana cleared her throat to interject. It's no problem, Akko. I was just revising what we had achieved during our meetup the other day. Akko was visibly relieved. Oh yeah, by the way I got you this. She handed Diana a bar of chocolate. I know you told me that you didn't want anything, but I got you this anyway. After Diana recovered from her initial surprise at the gesture, she smiled appreciatively at Akko. Thank you, Akko. You didn't have to. This is very sweet of you. Akko looked at Diana expectantly. Does she want me to taste it in front of her? Diana thought with mild alarm. 
I. I suppose there's no harm. She gracefully tore open the wrapper and broke off a piece of chocolate and gracefully popped it into her mouth. Diana self-consciously, because Akko was watching with a strange fascination, twirled the chocolate in her mouth as it melted. Milk chocolate. A little sweeter than what Diana would have preferred, but she enjoyed it nonetheless. When the chocolate piece was all but gone, Diana spoke. It was delicious. How much did it cost? I can pay you back. The bright smile that was plastered on Akko's face morphed to one of surprise at Diana's remark. I'm glad you enjoyed it, but you don't have to pay me anything. It's what friends do, right? Friend, Diana thought, she called me her friend. Right, Diana timidly agreed. You're very kind, Akko. We're not at all in a rush, so please feel free to enjoy your food before we start. Thanks. Akko took a bite of her wrap and chewed. Diana had started to feel a little awkward in the near silence that followed, before Akko spoke in between eating her wrap. So. Ah. Uh, what do you listen to? She nodded to the earbuds on the table. Well. Diana trailed off. She hadn't really shared her tastes in music with anyone before. When her flatmates had asked her, Diana had simply responded with indie music and they shrugged. Hannah and Barbara were fans of pop music, so they didn't have much of a mind for music from artists they didn't know about. The worst case scenario is if Akko made fun of her for her music tastes. Diana could picture this in her mind, as Akko had indeed slighted her for her tastes in video games back at the exhibition. My reservations are not unfounded, Diana debated internally, but Akko did refer to me as a friend. Perhaps I should give her a chance. I listen to indie music, Diana continued after a moment. Akko perked up. What kind of indie music, she asked. It's a little hard for me to describe. Perhaps indie rock and pop are the best descriptors, but generally the music I listen to is rather soft. Would you like to listen to get a better idea? Akko nodded enthusiastically as she took a bite from her wrap. Diana passed Akko an earbud while she wore the other herself. After taking a moment to decide on a song that was somewhat representative of her music tastes, she hit play. As the guitars started playing, Akko stopped chewing. A beautiful, wistful voice began singing to the girls. Her voice was trailed by a haunting reverberation, as if the girls were in a vast yet empty cathedral. Someday. They are gonna know. You're a real human being. Diana watched as Akko started softly swaying her head to the soft drum beat, as if lost in the gentle waves of the ocean, having been lured by beautiful sirens into its ebb and flow. Caught me on a line. Filmed me just in the nick of time. You go down the road. Find what you're gonna find. Bring it back to me. We'll have a good time. Despite having watched the brunette, Diana herself was lost in this song. Every part of this song spoke to her in ways that she could not understand. Every layer of the song was hauntingly beautiful, as if a reflection of some part of her life for which she held bittersweet nostalgia for. 
Some part of herself felt as though she would truly grasp the meaning and emotions of the song sometime in the future. Sideways glance. Did you figure out how to hold your face? Someday we're gonna sit around and talk about all the time we used to waste and say, hey, it wasn't such a waste. Diana absent-mindedly melted another piece of chocolate in her mouth as the song played. It was almost unsettling to how the song spoke directly to her soul, communicating meanings that eluded her conscious mind. As the song closed with its chorus, red eyes met blue. Akko handed the earbud back to Diana. That was a beautiful song, Diana, she said. You have good tastes. I appreciate it. Diana said with a soft smile, feeling strangely validated, more so than she would expect from a comment on her music preferences. If you like that song, perhaps another time, I could recommend some artists to you. Yeah that sounds cool. Akko washed down the wrap with a sip from her water bottle. Alright, I'm done. Let's start. Having established the themes of their project, the pair spent some time suggesting narrative and gameplay elements. They mutually agreed that the narrative should be kept minimal so as to fit the constrained scope of the project, with Diana suggesting the bare-bones narrative of a person suffering from amnesia, trying to regain their memories. The gameplay would be a metaphorical representation of that journey, as even Akko agreed that having a sprite running around collecting memories sounded rather clumsy and unappealing. Diana proposed that the environments in the game should be abstract and surreal to reflect the scarcely understood nature of a person's psyche. She had been a little anxious at this suggestion, as she had expected Akko to rebuke the idea of injecting artsy-fartsy stuff into their game. But to the blonde's astonishment, Akko wholeheartedly agreed. Yeah, that makes sense, she had said with a lively nod. Moving around someone's head must be a really weird experience. The only way we can really show that is by having some really weird landscapes. Moreover, Akko could see the opportunities that rampant creativity could bring. It would allow them to create interesting, fun three-dimensional spaces, for which the player is required to navigate through in order to collect the memories. It would be a giant puzzle, which would challenge players to map the strange environment with their mind on the fly. It was as if trying to understand the complexities and impossibilities of someone else's mind. Of a person's own mind. Akko and Diana had been so engrossed, even energized by their discussions of what their game would be, that neither bothered to keep track of the time. They had only realized that their hour-long booking in the study room was over when the door had clicked open and a grumpy-looking mature age student had bluntly told them that their time was up. Apparently the man had been waiting outside for over ten minutes. Neither of the girls had noticed his angry looks thrown their way through the glass. But that didn't bring Diana's mood down, as she was too busy feeling energized and optimistic from the stimulating discussions that she shared with Akko. I'll see you next week. Akko asked as they walked through the exit of Jennifer Library. Of course, Diana responded with a smile. See you in Ursula's class, Akko. Diana leaned back on the chair in her room and stretched her stiff joints. 
She clicked save on the assignment that she just completed for the biomedical instrumentation course that she was taking. It was too early to turn in for the night, knowing herself, Diana wouldn't be able to fall asleep even if she tried. She could try to work on a new game on her own, but somehow, that felt inappropriate. Diana was working on a game with Akko already, and so starting a new personal project would only end up influencing what they were creating for the class project, or vice versa. Without even a thought, her hand instinctively reached for her phone to check for any new messages that she might have missed. From Barbara. From Hannah. Of course not. Diana was checking for messages from Akko. The brunette was strangely affected. Was it because of her unabashed enthusiasm for life? Her adorable quirkiness? Her uncanny knack for subverting Diana's expectations time and time again? Or maybe it was some sort of strange validation that Diana was getting from having cordial, even friendly, interactions with Akko. Diana had no idea. But the one thing that she was sure of was that she simply couldn't wait until the following week just to talk to Akko. The brunette girl was just too intoxicating. Her personality was exotic and refreshing to Diana. Cavendish's life was swamped by political acquaintances, people who were composed, overly refined and paid no mind to the simple pleasures of life. Akko was not like that. Trying to cage any part of Akko's exuberant personality would only lead to broken metal scraps. It was nothing like Diana had ever seen. Not to discount the other girl's looks, of course. Diana had often found her own gaze lingering, sometimes longer than what would be considered proper, on Akko. On how her bangs moved around when Akko would speak animatedly. On her cute nose. Sometimes even on how daringly short Akko shorts were. But most of all, on her hauntingly alluring eyes. Eyes which were of a deep red that made Diana feel weird under their spotlights. Whenever Diana was caught under their gaze, she felt a battle wage internally, between the conflicting desires of wanting to bathe indefinitely in their warmth and needing to look away. She had to stop herself of course, because the longer she stared, the stronger the urge she felt to continue her exploration in the crimson. Diana, however, refused to think too hard on it. She didn't need any confusing thoughts or feelings to spoil the gift that her budding friendship with Akko had brought to her life. So of course, Diana was going to pick up her phone and open her messages. It was simply inevitable. What would be a conversation that Akko would enjoy? Diana agonized. She took a moment to think back to their conversations earlier in the day, before she started typing. 8.39 Diana, hi, Akko. I was under the impression that you enjoyed the song we listened to earlier today. If you're not too busy, would you like to hear more suggestions for indie music? 8.41 Akko, OMG yes that song was really good. 8.41 Akko, I love indie music, after all, I'm gunning to be an indie game dev hee hee. 8.42 Akko, PLS give me more suggestions, I'll forever be indebted to you. 8.43 Diana, excellent. Please give me a moment. 8.43 Akko, NP take your time tilde. 
852 Diana. If you enjoyed the somberness of the song you heard earlier today, you might like Bent Denim, a personal favorite of mine, or Fog Lake. Otherwise, if you wish for something lighter yet still nostalgic, perhaps try Memory House, Beach House or Foxes in Fiction. For something more lively and pop, the Marias and Tennis are fantastic bands. 854 Akko, wow that's a asterisk lotta asterisk rex. 855 Diana, oh, please don't believe that you need to listen to them at all. I know you could be busy, so feel free to ignore them. 856 Akko, no Diana. 856 Akko, I asterisk will asterisk listen to all of them iron and let you know exactly what I think. 856 Akko, prepare yourself. 856 Akko, the Kagari train has no brakes. 857 Diana, oh dear. Chapter 10, A Drink. Akko's fringe swayed to the gentle breeze as she laid on the grass. Since they had a common break-in between their classes, Lotta had suggested that they enjoy the pleasant weather on the patches of green in front of the quadrangle. The blades of grass tickled Akko's ears as she turned to look at her flatmates. I don't get how you guys can be reading, she said lazily, when it's such a nice moment to just relax. I am relaxing, Lotta responded without taking her eyes off of her novel. Akko swore that it must have been the fourth time her friend had read that volume, which apparently only came out a month ago. Yeah, but Susie is studying, Akko said as she stretched her arms out, as if making a snow, grass, angel. Susie turned the page of the textbook in front of her, and without turning to acknowledge Akko, she said, I am also relaxing. Akko shrugged, which was a little awkward, because she was lying down. She turned to gaze at the other people lazing about on the grass away from her group. There was always a strange sense of solidarity that Akko derived from seeing strangers taking a moment to live their lives slowly like she did. While no one played any sports or games on the well-tended grassy spaces, the liveliness came from the various friend groups chatting animatedly about how university workload should be reduced, Akko imagined. It reminded her of the beautiful parks she would sometimes visit with her parents back in Kyoto. Of course, Japanese parks were prettier, more tended to, more artistic. They felt like home. The parks here, however, were different. While they were less fancy, perhaps even less tasteful, if one really wanted to critique these green recreational spaces, they somehow felt more authentic. More filled with life. More accommodating. After all, it was these minimalistic patches of green that offered refuge to those seeking a break away from life without feeling like they were in an art exhibition. Yes, Akko had some assignments waiting for her, but lying on her earthly bed, she felt like she was in a sanctuary that sheltered her from the stress of student life. Akko was happy to be sharing this little slice of contentment with two of her closest friends. She turned to the sky. While the magnificent cerulean was blemished by the scattered grey of clouds, Akko focused on the colour. It reminded her of a pair of orbs that belonged to someone she knew. Diana Contrary to Akko's initial impression of the blonde, in less than half a month, Diana had proven to be someone that Akko could be friends with. No, 
Someone whom Akko wanted to be friends with. No, someone whom Akko was already friends with. At least she thought so. After all, who else but a friend would chat with you over music recommendations for over two hours? That night, Akko was bestowed with the rare privilege of listening to Diana Cavendish's tastes in music. The blonde tended to listen to songs that Akko thought sounded nostalgic and a bit sad. But who was Akko to judge her tastes, she had already learnt her lesson. Admittedly, Diana's music tastes were pretty good. While they weren't exactly the kind of music Akko normally listened to, she could appreciate them. She could feel them. And Akko supposed that was good enough. It was the kind of thing that people would find solace in. And plus, Akko was an indie gal. She loved all things indie, so she was over the moon when Diana had told her that she really only listened to indie artists. If there was a gun to her head, Akko would admit that she got outended by Diana in the music realm. I mean well, Akko thought, there must be, like, no more than a dozen people on earth who listens to Bent Denim. She wished that she could say yeah, I've heard of Bent Denim before, but then her pants would have caught on fire. The most indie suggestion that Akko could give to Diana was Blood Cultures. While the blonde had said that the album Happy Birthday was a bit too electropop for her tastes, she did profess her ardent appreciation for the last song on the album. Akko clumsily took out her phone and earbuds from her horizontal position and played the track. Oh, now we know. Why you show. Off your bones. She liked the song, but it was far from her favorite on the album, as she had preferred the absolute bops of the more lively songs. So difficult. Why'd you go? Off the show. Akko didn't quite know why she had felt like playing the song. Perhaps to try and gauge what Diana had derived from the somberness of the auto-tuned voice. Send me along a message. When we're alone to see. The only thing that's missing. Tell me what it is you want to be. Perhaps to feel closer to Diana. Don't be so frustrated. Things come naturally. What is it you're missing? Tell me what it is you'd rather be. She really didn't know. Once the song ended, she took out her earbuds. She took a moment to think about what she was going to do after lazing around like a potato on the grass. A tutorial in about half an hour. Followed by, ugh, a two-hour lecture on data structures. She should probably start on that assignment when she gets home. Or at least start reading the assignment description. I'm making dinner with Lotta tonight, Akko thought, that'll be fun. Maybe we'll make curry or something, but experiment with Seuss's sauce. The bar. Oh. That's right, Akko suddenly remembered, neurons firing wildly in every direction. We're hitting up one of the uni bars tonight. Actually, it wasn't really a university bar, since it was outside of campus. But it was frequented often by students and staff of the university alike. So it was often associated with Luna Nova Tech. Akko was excited. She was going to be having a night out with her group later. Things were always bound to be unpredictable and fun with Amanda around. But there was someone else in Akko's mind, 
someone who seemed to always be on her mind as of late. Diana. So without a further thought, Akko spoke. Hey guys, do you think I could invite Diana to drinks later? Susie looked up from her textbook. Akko, she spoke with a voice laced with surprise and distaste, why would you want to invite Diana? Lotta also stopped reading, her attention fully tuned into the conversation. Because she's a, Akko momentarily paused, before continuing, friend. Despite that last word being a staple in Akko's vocabulary, she had felt an odd unfamiliarity when it had left her lips. Are we talking about the same Diana, Susie said, because when the fuck did you become friends with Diana Cavendish? Susie, that's not nice, Lotta reprimanded, before turning her gaze back to Akko. But she does have a point. Did you and Diana get really close recently? Akko sat up from the grass. After being relaxed for so long, she had to take a moment to reorient herself and wait for the dizziness to dissipate. Yeah, she said. We kinda got along really well. Akko wasn't too sure why that came out as a question. Perhaps saying it out loud had made her realize just how strange it must have sounded to her friend's ears. It wasn't a question, however. To Akko, it was a simple fact. In recent weeks, she had felt Diana's kindness and patience. They had regarded one another with respect and in good faith, and with that came the opportunities for understanding, followed by the shrinking of distance. Didn't you say she is super rude and mean? Susie asked. Well, I was wrong. Akko answered with a shrug. She had no qualms with admitting her fault in her initial assessment of Diana. And that she has a perfect ass. H.M. I might not have been wrong about T.H.A., Akko suddenly stepped on the brakes on her line of thinking. I never said that, she said indignantly as her arms folded across her chest. Susie snickered. You did. No I. Lotta gently placed her hand on Akko's shoulder to halt the bickering. Well, I think your new friendship with Diana is great, she said warmly. I've heard from Barbara that she's actually a really nice person if you get to know her. Akko beamed. Thanks, Lotta. And Barbara's right. Diana is so kind and generous and nice and all. She even offered to help me study. She wore an expression of dreamy bliss as she swooned over the blonde. She sounds wonderful, Lotta added. Yeah. And she even apologized for being too harsh. When it should have been just me apologizing. Like who does that? That was so nice of her. Gosh she's so. Frankly, I'm going to gag if you gush any more over Cavendish. Susie interjected with a look of disgust. I feel like I need to drink hydrochloric acid just to wash the gross positivity out of my mouth. Also, I don't care. I still think she's an uppity prick. Hey you take that back right now, Akko threatened, before Susie continued. But whatever. I don't give a shit. You should be asking Amanda. Lotta gasped with realization. You're right. I don't think Diana would come if only she were invited. If you want her to come you'd have to also invite her flatmates. 
And that includes Hannah. Oh fuck, Akko thought. I didn't think that far ahead. Susie clearly could see the conundrum in the brunette's mind, since she cackled. Akko took out her phone. 122 Akko. Hey Amanda, do you mind if I invite a few more people to drink tonight? 124 Amanda, yeah sure. Anyone I know. 125 Akko, uh. 125 Akko, you could say that lol. 125 Amanda. 126 Akko, Diana and her flatmates. 126 Amanda. 126 Amanda, and why the fuck would you do that? 127 Akko, I'm kinda friends with Diana. 127 Amanda, since when? 128 Akko, yeah idk, we just kinda started getting along lol. 128 Amanda, even if that's true, you do realize that I don't get along with her, right? 129 Amanda, on top of that. 129 Amanda, Hannah. 129 Amanda, run out of your goddamn mind. She's right, you know, Susie remarked from behind Akko's shoulder. Akko huffed and started mashing her fingers on the screen. 131 Akko. Amanda you're my friend and I love you and all, but you should know that whole thing between you and Hannah is kinda dumb, and it's about time you start making some real effort in getting rid of this weird animosity between you and her. 132 Akko. I did it with Diana and now we're real cool and the classes I have with her stopped being awkward and started being fun and stuff. 133 Akko. So you better do your best with Hannah otherwise I'm gonna drag you to their doorstep just to make you guys kiss and make up. 134 Amanda. Whoa okay Akko calm your tits. 134 Amanda. Jesus Christ. 136 Amanda. Fine they can come. 136 Amanda, but you owe me a drink. EA. Yatta. Akko exclaimed in triumph as she jumped and fist bumped the air. Lotta smiled softly. I'm glad we can finally hang out with them. Wait a fucking moment, Susie said, before she was interrupted by the vibration of Akko's phone. 137 Amanda. Did they actually say they were coming? Akko's eyes widened. Ah. Susie facepalmed. 138 Akko. Hey Diana. Are you free tonight? Despite Akko anxiously checking her phone every couple of minutes, she didn't receive a response for the rest of the hour. When she had felt her phone vibrate during the lecture that had followed, she nearly knocked her laptop to the ground in a frantic rush to see the message. 206 Diana. I planned on spending my evening doing some pre-readings for a course. Why do you ask? 207 Akko. Oh. I was just wondering if you wanted to go to the Clayum Soleil with me. 209 Diana. With just yourself. 210 Akko. And my friends. Ha ha. 212 Diana. It has been a while since I last visited a bar, but I suppose my friends and I could appreciate the time off. They have been pestering me for quite a while now. 213 Akko, 
Soa. 213 Akko, that's a yes right. 215 Diana, that's a maybe. I'm more inclined to go if Hannah and Barbara are interested. Can I let you know later? 216 Akko, of course. I hope to see you there Tilda. 217 Diana, don't wait for me. 218 Diana, by the way, I sincerely hope you're not messaging me in the middle of your data structures lecture. 219 Akko, X. 219 Diana, scandalous. Akko had felt giddy when she walked through the entrance to the bar. Her gaze panned across the bar area and the nearly vacant dance floor, feeling a tinge of disappointment when none of the blondes she saw had any traces of green. Looking for us, came a haughty and jokingly suggestive voice. Akko directed her gaze to Amanda, just in time to see her waggle her eyebrows like the hottest shit on campus. Lotta waved at Amanda and her flatmates while Susie grunted, either in greeting or in response to Amanda, no one could be certain. Akko rolled her eyes at the redhead and walked towards her friend's table. Her flatmates followed. God I have no idea how you pick up chicks, Akko said. If you tried your moves on me and I didn't know any better, I'd hit you with that one throw I learnt from judo classes as a kid. Amanda furrows her eyebrows, as if finding that little piece of revelation about Akko's life worthy of respect. Oh shit, Amanda said, you practiced judo. Akko shrugged as her flatmates and herself took a seat. Yeah. I got kicked out after a week for sumo slamming another kid. And how old were you? Amanda asked, looking genuinely impressed. Eight. Amanda shook Akko's hand. I would have believed you if you said it happened the other week. Susie remarked. Before Akko could respond, her phone vibrated. She suddenly remembered why she had been so giddy with excitement earlier. She took out her phone. 7.33 Diana, are you at the bar? 7.33 Akko, yep. 7.34 Diana, alright. We will get there at around 8pm. 7.34 Akko, take your time. No rush. 7.35 Akko, looking forward to seeing you here though hee hee. So, Amanda started, with a hint of mischief in her voice. Which hottie has you texting and smiling like that? Akko looked up, a blush of embarrassment coated her cheeks. W what, she stammered. I wasn't. Diana, Susie answered nonchalantly. Diana. Amanda echoed with a disbelieving look on her face that begged Akko to deny. Akko did her best to shrug indifferently, only to achieve looking like she was suddenly possessed by a clumsy spirit. Amanda sighed in resignation and took a sip from her drink, something with coke. Knowing the redhead, probably whiskey or vodka. Look, I have no idea how you managed to make friends with the Cabbage Patch Princess, but I guess I shouldn't judge your tastes in friends, she said. Cause if I did then that'd be like shitting on myself. And I don't like shitting on myself. Jasminka's hand halted before delivering a hot chip into her mouth. Some of us here are trying to eat, you know. Sorry Jazz. 
Oh yeah, Lotta said, we should order some food and drinks. I'll come with you to the bar, Lotta, Akko said. Do you guys want anything? Jasminka shook her head. Constance scribbled I'm good on her notepad, with one hand as she drank from her glass of cider with the other. Bring me a glass of whatever lager they have, Susie said, handing Akko a fiver. Get me a couple of tequila shots. The table turned to Amanda with an array of reactions. Susie facepalmed. Constance passionately gestured a negative. Jasminka said, I don't think that's a good idea, to which Lotta nodded. Akko, however, nearly blew out everyone's eardrums on the table with an emphatic no, which had silenced the entire bar for a few awkward seconds. Amanda looked confused. What? I'd say you're drunk, but really, making myopic decisions is something that you and Akko do even when sober, Susie said. Hey! Akko shot Susie an indignant look, before turning back to Amanda. Even I know that you plus alcohol plus Hannah equals bad. Ah fuck, Amanda deflated. You just reminded me that Hannah's coming. If anything, more alcohol helps me deal with tonight. Constance scribbled, Amanda, that's alcoholism. Amanda looked at Constance as if she were actually a child who had no grasp of the harsh yet undeniable reality that sat in front of her. Cons. I am an alcoholic. The German girl rolled her eyes. Come on Amanda, Akko pleaded. I really want this night to go smoothly. Can you at least try to get along with Hannah? Please? For me. Amanda couldn't help but to stare into the expression that Akko wore on her face that was criminally touching. She sighed and said, ugh. Fine. But get me a margarita. In an instant, Akko reverted to her exuberant self. Coming up. She stood up with Lotta and started walking, skipping, towards the bar. Cunt. Love you too, Amanda. Akko shouted without turning around. Only after Akko was gone, Susie speak. Is Akko not aware that a margarita is still at least a shot of tequila? Go Akko. Lotta cheered softly. Hearing the Finnish girl over the pop music that played in the bar wasn't the easiest task. Where's my support? Amanda asked as she strained with physical exertion, having been locked in a stalemate with Akko for at least half a minute by now. Go Amanda. Lotta cheered yet again. Akko turned to her friend with a scandalized look. Et too, Lotta. That had been a mistake. The split second that Akko had diverted her attention to Lotta had proven to be her Achilles heel. Amanda saw an opportunity in that moment and assaulted the opening with the fervor of a venture capitalist in Silicon Valley. In that moment, she gave it her all, leading to a rush of pressure on Akko's arm that she had not been prepared for in her lapse of concentration. And swiftly as it happened, Akko's hand fell onto the table. Amanda had won the arm wrestle. Just like in all other realms of your life, your attention span proves to be your weakness, Susie snickered. If Lotta hadn't backstabbed me there I would have won. Sorry. Lotta said, looking genuinely apologetic. 
It's okay. I forgive you Lotta. Akko exclaimed as she brought her arm around her friend's shoulders and pulled. I hate to admit it, but that was pretty impressive, Amanda said. Her respect for her friend had clearly been elevated by the exercise. Truthfully, no one knew why Akko was stronger than she looked. A testament to her sheer force of will, perhaps. Nah. You're really strong yourself, Akko praised with a grin. Do you really work out that much? I mean yeah. I gotta stay in shape for the ladies, Amanda responded as she casually flexed, before smirking. But most of my arm strength comes from Jillin. Constance shut her uncouth friend up by putting, smacking, really, her hand to Amanda's mouth. It landed with a resounding slap that made half the table cringe. Ow, Constance what the fuck? The German girl pointed to Akko, then made a drinking gesture with her hand. Oh right, here I go. Akko said enthusiastically, as she sculled the rest of her beer. When Akko set her empty glass down on the table, so did Amanda. Wait a minute, didn't you win? Amanda brushed her hair with her hands looking like hot shit. You bet your virginity I did. I just like drinking. She shrugged. Akko was about to leave the table to order another drink at the bar when a soft voice drew her attention. That was impressive, Akko, came a voice that held no real intonation of being impressed, but rather an almost uncharacteristic teasing inflection. Akko spun her head to the direction of that voice that she nearly gave herself whiplash. Diana. You made it. She beamed with the enthusiasm of a golden retriever. She saw that Diana wore jeans and a smooth, light blue turtleneck. Diana smiled softly back at Akko. Of course. Barbara. Hi, Lotta greeted. Her fellow Nightfall fanatic waved back with a smile. Hannah looked at Amanda awkwardly, as if she was at a loss as to what to say. I, uh, didn't know you were going to be here, Hannah said tentatively. Oh? Amanda turned to look at Akko. This is your fault. Akko shrunk under everyone's gaze. Ah crap. Yeah that's my bad. I got overexcited and forgot to give you guys the deets. Sorry. Diana placed a hand on Akko's shoulder. Don't worry about it. It's fine. She looked at Hannah, as if communicating something with her eyes. Isn't it? Hannah. Hannah looked as if she wanted to disagree, but she relented with a sigh. Yeah. It's fine. Amanda reached for her glass, perhaps in search of a relief from the sudden awkwardness that had washed over the table with the newcomers, but instead she was met with great disappointment as she remembered that she had emptied her glass like a pro earlier. Well, Amanda started as she stood up from her chair, I'm gonna get myself another drink. Anyone else need anything? She was met with shakes of heads and negatives from her seated friends, with the exception of the Japanese arm wrestler that she had defeated. Oh yeah, I need another drink, Akko said. Actually, Diana started, I have yet to get myself a drink. Please allow me to buy you a drink. For inviting us here. 
It was then that Akko realized that Diana still had her hand resting on her shoulder. She suddenly felt self-conscious of this fact, a fact that made her feel oddly warm for some reason. Gosh her hand is so soft and warm, Akko thought. I wonder how her hand would feel if I touched it. Akko. Diana lightly squeezed her shoulder. Akko felt electrified by the touch. Ah, yes sure. Akko stammered. Oh God, I sound like an idiot even to myself. Her cheeks flushed with embarrassment. Diana gave Akko a smile that had only a little hint of amusement. Wonderful. Do you have any preferences for drinks? Akko, no longer trusting her voice, shook her head. See you soon, then. Diana left for the bar. Hannah and Barbara followed. Amanda awkwardly trailed behind them. Akko's eyes lingered on Diana's back for a moment before turning back to her friends. For some reason, Akko missed the soft warm weight on her shoulder. It made her feel inexplicably naked. She subconsciously let her own hand touch the spot on her shoulder that was left vacant by Diana. Lotta, having witnessed the exchange, looked at Akko curiously. That's the most friendly I've ever seen of Diana. And I've had two semesters where I shared classes with her, Jasminka remarked. Susie took a sip of her vodka and coke. If you were to tell me right now that you and the princess got into a shit fight earlier, I probably wouldn't believe you. Hey. It wasn't a shit fight. It was a... Akko struggled for a moment. Yeah okay, it wasn't so great. But see. I told you we're getting along great now. Susie shrugged. Whatever. I actually don't give a shit. A couple of minutes later, Diana returned to the table carrying two glasses with the same drink. She set one of the glasses down in front of Akko, before taking an empty seat next to her. I hope you like gin and tonic, Diana said. From my understanding, it's generally a safe choice. Akko nodded fervently as she gripped the glass in front of her with both of her hands. I love gin and tonic. As if to demonstrate her appreciation for Diana's gesture, she took a sip that was probably larger than she should have. When she swallowed, it nearly went down the wrong pipe. Are you alright? Diana asked in light concern. Why yeah, sorry, Akko said, looking embarrassed. That was a bit weird, I know. No, it wasn't weird. Diana wore a thoughtful expression. Quirky, perhaps. But that literally just means we're... Cute, maybe, Diana said nonchalantly while looking at Akko before taking a sip. Akko's brain short-circuited. If her life were an anime, then maybe she would spontaneously combust or something. Thankfully she didn't, because then the alcoholic drink Diana got for her would go up in flames, and that would have been like wasting a gift bestowed from a goddess. She called me cute. Akko's brain looped on this line for about a dozen times before a single thought was churned out from the process. Is Diana Cavendish flirting with me? Soon, Amanda, Hannah and Barbara walked back to the table with their own drinks. You know, Barbara started, if you think about it, Amanda won. 
that held everyone's attention. What do you mean? Hannah asked. Well, think about it. Barbara took a sip of her whiskey and coke. Amanda tried a pickup line on you last sem. A really shitty one, by the way. And now, she got you a drink. What? Hannah shrieked. More than a few people on their table cringed at the degradation of their hearing. She didn't just buy me a drink. She bought you your drink too. As an apology for before. Hannah turned to Amanda. Right? It was then that Amanda could feel the other girl's terrifying presence. Ah. Uh, right? See. Hannah said triumphantly. Barbara shrugged and started conversing with Lotta. By this point, most of the table had turned to their own conversations. So Diana. Akko started, without having figured out how she wanted to carry the conversation. Have you been to this bar before? Yes I have, actually. I've frequented this bar a few times with Hannah and Barbara, Diana said. Although I'm curious to know, do you usually arm wrestle with Amanda in bars? Akko took a sip of her drink. Not usually. But we do like to do random challenges, or games to spice things up. Like what? Hannah asked casually. She didn't look too interested, but she also wasn't a wallflower. She figured that out of all of the conversations happening on the table concurrently, this would likely be the one that she felt the least out of place in. Amanda perked up. Oh yeah. Remember that time we did Truth or Drink Seuss's concoction? Akko didn't want to answer whether she slept with a shiny chariot bed set in Japan, and she was barely able to understand anything we were saying to her after taking that shot. Amanda. Akko cried in indignance. But her grievances at her friend were gone the instant she heard the most beautiful sound in the world. It was a melody that she would never forget. A song that she wanted to play on repeat, if she could and would never get tired of. Diana had chuckled. She had chuckled at the mental image of little Akko sleeping under a shiny chariot blanket. Or of an inebriated Akko swaying like the branches of a tree on a windy day, or both. The sound brought a warmth to Akko's heart, and a bright smile to Akko's face. Hannah saw the rare, genuine mirth in her friend, so she decided to add fuel to the fire. So, I guess we know what the answer is, huh? Amanda smirked. I don't even wanna know how deep your obsession with shiny chariot runs. Oh God. I hope you're not insinuating what I think you are, Hannah said with faux outrage. Akko was beat red. And no. Guys, I I swear I, she stammered hopelessly. Diana tried to contain her laughter, but instead had only achieved in giggling. She could barely stop herself from snorting. It's, it's okay, Akko, Diana managed in between. There's, nothing to be ashamed of. Are you talking about having shiny chariot bed sets, or something else? Hannah asked mischievously. The former, Diana responded. I'm not nearly as crude as to insinuate such a thing. A pause. But it's still okay if the latter was indeed. Et tu, Diana. 
Akko all but cried as the others laughed at her misfortune of being assaulted by friendly banter. Diana smiled in amusement at Akko. I merely jest, she said. I hope you can find it within yourself to forgive me for my terrible crime. Akko thought for a moment. I don't know, Diana. You might have to pay a heavy price for my forgiveness. Oh? Then what will it be? Diana asked curiously. Akko put her finger on her chin and pretended to look like she was in deep thought. Maybe, if you, get on the dance floor for 30 seconds. Damn, Kagari. Amanda whistled. Diana's blue eyes initially looked shocked. I'm just kidding. You don't actually have to. Before they gained a glint of playfulness that nobody thought Diana Cavendish's eyes could have. No. I'll earn your forgiveness, she said with determination. The table watched curiously as Diana downed, yes, downed, the remaining half of her glass before she abruptly stood and strode to the dance floor with the elegance and confidence of a noble. The song that was playing was an upbeat pop song. Having been educated on Diana's music tastes, Akko knew that this wasn't something that Diana would normally listen to. But she moved to it anyway. It wasn't anything spectacular. Amanda could undoubtedly draw more eyes based on her skill, but Diana's fluid movements synchronized with the beat. She moved with the grace that was befitting of ballet or ballroom dancers. Compared to the others that shared the dance floor with her, Diana was gentle and elegant. She wasn't all that confident about what she was doing, but Akko could see that Diana simply allowed the music to guide her. And as the seconds passed, Diana became less hesitant. Akko couldn't help but to follow Diana's hands as they moved outwards, as if reaching for something distant, before retracting back into her and travelling along and around her figure. Her hips gently swayed as she moved around. Akko was hypnotized by the beautiful curly hair that shadowed Diana's movements. Diana's bright cerulean eyes met Akko's deep red for many times during the dance. They seemed to tell Akko that Diana was dancing for no one but her. And when the moment ended, it had felt too short, yet somehow longer than the half a minute that they had initially agreed on. Perhaps Diana enjoyed herself more than she had expected. As Diana walked off of the dance floor, she received a round of applause from the table. Akko stood as Diana approached. It was as if her legs had a mind of their own, carrying her towards the blonde. So, Diana began with a smile. Did I earn your forgiveness? Akko responded in a heartbeat. Yes. That. And so much more. Diana curled an eyebrow. More? What else did I earn? Akko thought for a moment, before giving Diana a radiant smile. A drink. Chapter 11 She's Eating Japanese As Diana was drying herself with her towel, she heard the soft tune fade in from behind the closed bathroom door. From the speakers of her phone sitting on her desk. The old familiar vocals faded in. Though you hardly know her. Diana's pace quickened along with her heartbeat. She rushed the rest of her drying routine. 
It was unusual for Diana not to leave her phone on silent or vibrate. But it was usually unnecessary, as she only ever received messages from Hannah and Barbara. The light's on its way. She started dressing herself in a fresh shirt and sweatpants at record speed. Perhaps it was self-indulgent of Diana to use that song that she really liked as a ringtone. It was a rather slow, dreamy song that didn't quite satisfy the usual qualities one might prefer in a functional ringtone. But no one called her anyway. Even her friends knew that she wasn't someone who liked picking up phone calls. The hand that rests upon it. But more recently, Diana had started being more daring with leaving her phone on the ringtone outside of her classes. She felt a slight tinge of excitement, a touch of hope, whenever her finger tapped the button to take her phone off of vibrate. Diana would be lying if she said that she didn't know why she had been doing this. Still wanna stay. She managed to leave her bathroom as the keyboards and drums started playing the psychedelic tune. Diana raced to her desk as she held her breath. Only to sigh in discontentment as she saw the caller ID. She took a deep breath and released it before answering her phone. Aunt Daryl, Diana greeted in a frosty voice. Niece Diana, her aunt quipped back. Glad to see you're the same as ever, darling. Diana rolled her eyes. Did you need something? she asked with no hint of welcome in her voice. This, again. Daryl asked rhetorically in a bored voice. Really now? And I thought people praised you for being a quick learner. Unbelievable, Diana thought in exasperation. Why does this woman have to ask me how I'm doing in the worst way possible? Am I supposed to take it that you're here to ask me how I've been? Why of course? Daryl said in a condescending voice. Why else would I, as the good aunt that I am, be calling my niece? Oh yes, the lovely aunt you are. Diana huffed. You've already called me for that not long ago. That was several months ago. Would Diana be a bad niece if she wished that it had been several years instead? I'm fine, Diana answered emptily wishing that this phone call would end so she could go back to being content with her life. Just fine. Diana felt rebellious. Peachy. Don't, her aunt warned with a voice of pure revulsion, say that. Only the uncultured, illiterate American youth speak like that. Diana felt positively rebellious. Naughty, even. Understood. Boomer. Then came a silence. Diana decided that the silence was highly entertaining, as she could only imagine the quiet fuming of her prejudiced aunt. She hoped that her amusement didn't seep into her words too much. Diana heard a sigh coming through her phone speakers. She could almost feel its frustrated warmth brush across her cheek. It's times like this that I wonder whether I have failed as a proud, high-class British woman. Diana smirked. Was this what banter was like? No, it couldn't have been banter. Because she wasn't exactly on friendly terms with her aunt. For the record, Daryl continued, 
I believe the kids actually say okay, boomer. So really, you've only succeeded in outing your own lack of acquaintanceship with your generation. Diana's smile dropped. Are you insinuating that? Come now, Diana, Daryl said matter-of-factly. You've never quite been the social butterfly I tried to shape you into. You never even remotely wanted me to be a social butterfly, Diana spoke with indignation. You merely wanted me to associate only with other high-class families. Never with anyone you deemed unworthy. I'd love to bicker further about how I was merely trying to set you up for success, Daryl said sarcastically. But unfortunately, this isn't about me and you're not interested in any justification I might provide. Ugh. Diana pinched the bridge of her nose. The self-righteousness of this woman. Unbelievable. So, Daryl broke the moment of silence, a sanctuary in Diana's mind. Are you content with your social situation? If by social situation you mean the friends I have, then yes. I am indeed content, Diana responded coolly. I'm pleased to hear that. You were always lonely as a child. My God. Diana seethed. That's it. I can't take any more of this. I'm going to really let her know that I'm not about to take any more of her share. What about your love life? Daryl asked boredly. Diana's mind blanked. My love life, what? Your love life, Diana. It's really not that hard. I'm not seeing anyone, if that's what you wanted to hear, Diana answered with venom in her voice. Have you met anyone you like? Daryl asked with an intonation at the end that made Diana feel dirty. I. Red eyes appeared in Diana's mind. Silky brunette hair. The arch of soft lips that was brighter than the sun. It only lasted for a split second, but she hesitated nonetheless. And that was enough. Oh? Oh? Diana could feel her aunt's teasing smirk through the phone. Well, well. Someone has captured my dear niece's heart. Melted the inner glacier of our frosty princess. Daryl chuckled with the cruel amusement of a teenage girl in an expensive private girls' school. This is quite the development. Diana was flustered. All her years of dealing with her overbearing aunt had not been sufficient in preparing her for this. It wasn't just the fact that she was getting teased into a corner about a little crush by the professional shitbag that was her aunt, but also that it was a subject that she herself had been avoiding for a while now. It wasn't really something that she wanted to think too hard about, because it would make her feel weird and strange and bring self-doubt to the forefront of her mind. She recovered after a moment. A moment filled with her aunt's barely stifled giggling. Aunt Daryl. It is not at all reasonable for you to make fun of me for no other purpose than your own amusement. I refuse to entertain you on this matter. But before I hang up, Diana continued, I should say that even if, in the unlikely scenario, in which I find myself harboring feelings for someone, it would be none of your business. And you would do well to respect that. A moment of silence passed before Daryl spoke in a voice that was almost uncharacteristically soft. 
So, who is she? Diana's mind came to an abrupt stop. S she. I didn't say she was a she. Daryl didn't bother trying to hold back her laughter. Oh Diana. I'd love for you to try and tell me that you're straight. It would make for the best joke I'd have heard in years. Diana had just about enough. I bid you a good night, Aunt Daryl. Just, her aunt managed to get a word in before Diana could tap the end call button. Don't try to hide your feelings. Pardon me. You've been bottling up your thoughts and feelings your entire life. It's about damn time you really let someone into your life. I. Diana stammered. Those were not words that she had thought she would ever receive from her aunt. This conversation felt so strangely personal that it seemed inappropriate that she was having it with Daryl. I'm hanging up now. Lovely talking to you. I had way too much fun as Alwa was all Daryl got through before the call was killed. She skipped her bra in a rush for this. It was certainly not worth it. Diana wanted to throw herself onto her bed. But she couldn't because her hair was wet. So she set her phone down on the table and walked back into her bathroom to put on her bra. Diana then left her bathroom, followed by her room, to wash away the lingering presence of her aunt with the most bitter tea she could find in their shared kitchen. Her flatmates were out in Jennifer Library, trying to finish an assignment for their sexuality in films course. They weren't usually the kind of students who liked studying in public spaces, but they had told Diana that they wanted a change of scenery, that they would get too comfortable if they tried smashing out their essays at home. As she boiled the water, Diana couldn't help but think about the destination of the conversation that she had with her aunt. She wasn't going to lie to herself. She knew. She liked Akko. In a non-platonic way. And she had known this for at least a week now. But at what point did Diana start to have feelings for Akko? She had no idea. It was definitely before that night at the Clayum Soleil. That had been a night that had surprised not just her friends, but also herself. That night, by the time Diana had realized that her hand was resting on Akko's shoulder, she had felt too comfortable to move. It felt good touching Akko. Diana would have thought that it would be exciting, exhilarating to have even the slightest physical contact with the girl that she had grown to like, but instead, it felt like she was home. It felt right. Natural, even. And then there was the dance. Diana Cavendish simply didn't dance on a dance floor to pop music. But that night, she did. She wasn't sure what had egged her on. Perhaps she was emboldened by how much she enjoyed the conversation that had preceded the event. Or maybe she wanted to impress Akko with a brand of spontaneity that she thought the spontaneous girl would appreciate. It was fueled by a warmth inside her, from being under the watchful gaze of Akko, and perhaps a little due to the light-headedness from the alcohol that she had. Really, it had been the first time that she truly went out of her comfort zone for someone else. And it was met with red eyes that looked at her as if she was the only person in that bar that night. Diana had felt self-conscious under Akko's gaze, 
but a part of her that rarely ever surfaced stopped her from crumbling into a pile of nervous mess. Under those red spotlights, she felt the courage, the need, to continue. It was as if the more she captured Akko's eyes, the more she needed. When it had been over, Akko gave her a look that she had never received from anyone before, and bought her a drink. The rest of the night wasn't as exciting as how it started, but it had been pleasant. Diana had an enjoyable time conversing with Akko and their pool of friends that mixed for the night. Despite her initial concern, Hannah and Amanda surprisingly enough didn't bicker to any extent that would be considered as hostile. Diana didn't feel as out of place as she would have expected, and she was grateful to Akko for that. Some part of Diana had wanted to go that night to see if she truly did have feelings for Akko. That the feeling wasn't simply a thought that was conjured from the result of internal feedback loops running amok in her mind. And indeed, she received her answer in the beating of her heart that she felt from being around Akko. It was a heady sensation that was more intoxicating to her than the alcohol that she drank. Diana set the tea bag into her cup and poured the boiled water into it. She carried her cup back to her room, her graceful sense of balance allowed her to walk at an impressive pace without spilling. Once Diana reached her desk, she set her cup down and sat in her chair. Her work was done for the night, so she had some time to herself before turning in for the night. During normal nights, she would flip open her laptop. Maybe spend some time reading some news or scout around for indie music to add to her collection. Perhaps even work on her own games, although this hasn't quite been much of a hobby since the indie game exhibition, she was looking forward to working on this with Akko. But no, Diana didn't open her laptop. Because this was not a normal night. Because her aunt had forced her to confront the reality that she was experiencing something unfamiliar, something unknown. That she had romantic feelings towards someone. Not just anyone. Akko. It was strange. Diana would have never expected to fall for a person like Akko. She had expected to fall for someone more, graceful. Polished. Cerebral. Akko was none of those things. If anything, the brunette girl was diametrically opposed in all of those qualities. It was surprising to even herself that Diana didn't care about any of that. A voice in the back of her mind made her question whether she should be concerned by her growing feelings for the brunette. Perhaps this is simply the result of your own repression of that part of yourself, the voice said. These feelings are only strong because you have found Akko to be a convenient person to latch yourself onto. Diana took a sip of her tea. The warm bitterness flooded her senses and washed down her throat, refreshing her in body and mind. She didn't have a rebuttal against her self-doubts. But the tea at least helped in diverting her attention away from it all. Of course Diana had felt attraction to other girls before. But they had been fleeting infatuations that went away after a week. She had always been good at thinking herself out of an infatuation, as well as most of her other emotions in general. But it was irrefutable that there was something special about Akko. Diana had never met anyone like her before. Someone who challenged her in a way that no one else did. Someone who lived in the moment and gave her affection so freely, so effortlessly to the people around her.
If the way that Diana lived her life was a question, then the way that Akko tackled life was the answer. That was what it felt like to Diana. She wasn't attracted to Akko, just for her legs that seemed never-ending whenever she wore her shorts that were certainly too short, God help me, she thought. Diana was attracted to her, because Akko's existence posted a proposition to her. A proposition that maybe, just maybe, she could let herself go a little and walk towards a beautiful, yet uncertain destination that might make her happy. Once Diana's hair dried and her cup emptied, she laid on her bed and listened to mellow songs about being in love, until eventually she felt like she was tired enough to fall asleep. Maybe she would see Akko in her dreams. Maybe she will see Akko tomorrow. Diana and her friends walked through the door to the restaurant. It was a quaint little hole in the wall that one would miss if they hadn't already known about the place. For its small capacity, it was rather popular due to the hundreds of five-star reviews they received online. The cuisine was an interesting fusion between Western and Eastern styles, motivated by the different cultures that the two married owners grew up in. Their age was reflected in the rather unique aesthetic of the restaurant, which blended Victorian-era decorations with the style of the 70s. Diana always felt that she was in a different world whenever she crossed the boundary into the restaurant. A waiter approached the trio. Good evening ladies, he said with a polite smile. Do you have a reservation? Yes, Barbara answered. A table for three under Barbara. Of course. Right this way. The waiter led them to a table further down the back. It was comfortably spaced away from the other patrons. The girls took their seats around the table and glanced over the menu set in front of them. After a few moments of, hey Barbs, should I get this, and oh, I've never tried that one before, the same waiter approached them and asked if they were ready to order. The truth de me, please, Hannah replied with broken French that she was probably proud of. The daily pasta, thanks, Barbara ordered. Diana took a moment longer before she said, the Japanese set. Very well, the waiter said. Would you also like to order any drinks? Barbara looked at Hannah and received a shrug in return. When she looked at Diana, the look in her blue eyes communicated her indifference. We'll take a bottle of whatever champagne you guys have. The waiter returned shortly with a fairly nondescript bottle of champagne in a small bucket of ice and three wine glasses. The restaurant wasn't really all that fancy, despite the menu having French dishes in French. He opened the bottle with a corkscrew in a couple of swift motions that flaunted his experience. I'll be back with your order soon. Thank you for patience, he said before leaving to tend another table. The silence that the waiter left in his absence was replaced by the soft music that played across the restaurant. The cranberries. And given Diana's previous experiences at the restaurant, the speakers would likely be playing album after album of the band for the rest of the night. She poured a moderate amount of the drink into her friend's glasses, followed by her own. Gosh! I can never get over how nice the vibe in this place is, Barbara praised as she looked around the restaurant with an appreciative smile. Yes. It's rather lovely, Diana agreed. 
This really reminds me of that place that Belle and Edgar had their first date at in Volume 4. Barbs, Hannah interjected. I love you, but if you don't stop referencing Nightfall right this moment, then I'm going to write a really bad smut between Belle and Edgar and read it out to you. That doesn't sound too bad, Barbara said. Hannah squinted her eyes, as if accepting a challenge, before meeting Barbara's eyes and speaking in an unemotional voice, Edgar jackhammered Belle's loins like an unfinished construction site, as she came with the force of a thousand thermonuclear bombs. He roared like a lion asserting his dominance as he. Okay stop. Barbara cried as she covered her ears. You have no idea the pain that you've just inflicted on me. Yeah I really don't, Hannah smirked in self-satisfaction. Diana watched in mild amusement as Barbara desperately washed down her torment with a sizable sip of her champagne. So Diana, Hannah said. How are things going? By things do you mean my courses? Diana took a sip of her champagne. Sure. Diana curled an eyebrow. They are good. My final biomedical courses are going splendidly. They are not too difficult and time-consuming, so I'm able to find time during my week to work on research with Professor Meredith. What about that game dev course you're taking? Barbara asked. Diana smiled to herself. Akko rested her chin on her palms. Her leg bounced incessantly, creating waves of vibrations that Diana could feel as they traveled across the interconnected wooden seats. You seem nervous, Akko, Diana said. Yeah. I guess I am, Akko said as she turned to look at Diana. I'm just really proud of what we've done. But with my track record of getting back disappointing marks. I don't know. They had submitted their concept design a week ago. Ursula had promised to provide feedback and marks within a week in order to make sure that the students were on the right track. Both Diana and Akko had been happy with the outline of their concept design. They had described what the first release of their game would look like in detail. During one particularly productive session, the girls had stayed in the library for four hours straight, lost in an endless world of ideas. It was as if both of them were seeing the same dream in their minds. But it wasn't simply because of productivity that she held that memory so fondly. Diana had secretly enjoyed Akko's presence and company throughout. They had initially begun the session by sitting opposite to one another at the small table in the meeting room, but eventually, they sat beside each other. Watching Akko bite her bottom lip as she focused was strangely endearing to Diana. But if she were to be honest with herself, at this point almost anything Akko did seemed charming to Diana. At times, it had been a struggle not to try to make physical contact with her crush. It had been exhilarating enough for their hands to accidentally touch a few times, but at one point, she had been very nearly overwhelmed by the desire to tuck a loose strand of brunette hair behind Akko's ear as she was absorbed with drawing initial concept art for their project. Akko, I believe that ultimately, if you are truly proud of your work, then whatever mark you receive shouldn't matter, Diana spoke with a firmness that could only be described as the righteous authority of a religious leader. You really think so? 
Akko asked. Diana looked into Akko's eyes with an intensity that she hoped would communicate her sincerity. Absolutely, Diana replied, earning a soft smile from Akko that would have swept her off of her feet if she hadn't been sitting down. Regardless, I'm rather confident that we did well. It really was an excellent concept design that would have surpassed whatever I myself could have come up with. A light crimson overtook Akko's cheeks. I feel the same way, she said, struggling to meet Diana's eyes in an adorable embarrassment. We do pretty well together, huh? Now it was Diana's turn to look sheepish. She turned her gaze to Ursula as she began handing out the feedback to students. It would seem that we do. When Akko read over what Ursula had to say about their concept, she looked up into Diana's eyes with an elation that Diana could have sworn was infectious. It's going well, Diana responded. The content is interesting and the project has been a rather fun experience. Barbara perked up at the penultimate word in that sentence. Oh yeah, Hannah said. You're working with Akko, right? That's correct. She has proven to be a wonderful partner. Barbara raised both of her eyebrows at the ultimate word in that sentence. Barbara. Diana asked curiously. Are you all right? Yes, I'm. Barbara quickly sips her champagne again, almost too quickly, since the liquid nearly spilled. Fine. Fine. Diana didn't buy it, but she figured that pushing Barbara would be pointless, so she relented. Hannah and Barbara soon fell into a comfortable conversation that Diana listened to before the waiter arrived shortly after with their food. The Japanese meal that Diana had ordered had a few pieces of sashimi, sushi and tempura. It also came with a modest serving of rice, an assortment of vegetables and fish and a bowl of miso soup. It looked delicious, yet modest and authentic. Diana had always had an affinity for Japanese food, there was always an aesthetic minimalism that she appreciated, perhaps their orderliness scratched an itch in Diana's compulsive brain, although she didn't often go out of her way for it. As she began eating, her mind naturally drifted to the other Japanese element in her life. Akko. That girl entered Diana's life with the grace and impact of a tornado. Diana knew now that the moment that she heard Akko's approaching footsteps in the indie game exhibition marked a turning point in her life. Akko had challenged Diana cerebrally, her preferences, ideas, art and philosophy, as well as viscerally, her insecurities, her need for genuine friendships and perhaps even something more. From being confronted in this way, Diana felt herself develop in a way that she hasn't felt for years. Not only had her understanding of video games and their creation changed, but also the realization that in Akko, she had found a friend. That even though Akko had caused the flaring up of her insecurities, she had also been the one to quiet them as quickly as they started. And that perhaps in Akko, Diana could find something even more precious, something that she never quite thought that she would ever want. As Diana spread some wasabi onto a piece of sashimi, she realized with some amusement that that was a surprisingly good analogy for Akko. Wasabi.
Diana placed the sashimi into her mouth with her wooden chopsticks. Obviously, wasabi is Japanese and so is ako. But there was more to it than just that. First, there was the initial numbing sensation, an introduction, that preceded a challenging experience. Then, there was the spicy kick that was as exhilarating as it was challenging, especially when one didn't know what they were in for. Diana knew that she had definitely shed tears when she first tried wasabi as a child and vowed to never try it ever again. But after the kick, her sinus would always feel cleared. Refreshed. Her taste buds would be electrified and she would taste her food differently. Her experience of the things in front of her would be more alive and vibrant. A perspective shift that helped Diana appreciate the things in front of her more. And then Diana would take a sip of her miso soup. She would feel the warmth wash over her and settle within. Diana was broken from her reverie by Barbara. So Diana, she began with a strangely mischievous yet uncertain voice, are you enjoying eating out Japanese? Hannah looked up from her food. She looked at Barbara, bemused by her wording. The cogs in her brain turned as she chewed on her food as well as the syntactic puzzle. Diana, however, thought nothing of her friend's interesting choice of phrasing. It's deli. Wait, Hannah interjected. No way. Are you making a dirty joke about Diana and Akko? Clearly, Hannah had been influenced from being a little more acquainted with Amanda. I'm sorry. Diana's eyes widened. I'm sorry. Barbara exclaimed. It's not even that funny, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity. Why would you even make that joke? Hannah asked with a haughty tone. Like that would actually be funny if there was anything between them. But obviously there isn't, so. Hannah turned to look at Diana, perhaps expecting a scoff or dismissal at the idea, but instead Diana sat there, frozen. Her hands were holding onto the table like a lifeline, as though otherwise they would shake. Crimson settled onto her cheeks. Her eyes wide with a mixture of panic and embarrassment. Her mouth was slightly open, as if Diana wanted to say something to save herself, but couldn't in the heat of the moment that had sprang out so unexpectedly. Diana. Hannah spoke hesitantly. Do you? I'm so sorry. Barbara squeaked out yet again. That was so impulsive of me and might have been on the alcohol since I was kinda hungry, before I started drinking, but oh my god I'm so sorry. I. I. Diana could barely form sentences, a far cry from the composed Cavendish that she usually was. It, it's okay. Oh god. Barbara what have you done, Hannah remarked. Diana took a moment to breathe and reorient as her friends watched her in concern. It's fine, she said with a shaky breath. I'm rather surprised that you found out. Was I too obvious? Well clearly not, Hannah said, hoping to quell Diana's fears, since I never noticed. To be fair, not everyone is trained in the art of romantic fanfiction as I am, Barbara said with an edge of pride, earning an eye roll from Hannah. Or Lotta. Actually, that's how I found out. We both kinda noticed that you and Akko behave, let's just say, 
differently towards one another than you guys would with your other friends. Especially since that night we all went out to the Clayum Soleil. It was only after Lotta mentioned it to me during Nightfall Sock the following week that we both kinda deduced that you guys have something going on. Wait, Diana's mind crashed at one detail. Are you saying that Akko acts differently towards me than the rest of her friends? Barbara nodded furiously, clearly trying to turn a mistake into a golden opportunity. Yes, she replied. We're as sure about Akko liking you back, as we are about you liking Akko. Diana's expression morphed from surprise to one that radiated her newfound hope with a soft smile, as she gazed dreamily down at the table. Aye, that's wonderful, she whispered softly, more to herself than to anyone else. Hannah and Barbara looked at the love-struck expression on their friend's face, before turning to look at each other with a smile that communicated, our Diana deserves this. I think you should ask her out, Hannah suggested. Diana was suddenly pulled from her daydreaming. I'm not so sure, she spoke hesitantly, with a look of self-doubt. I've never had any experience in romance. I want the best for Akko, but I don't know whether I would be a good girlfriend. That last word felt strange on Diana's tongue. Oh stop worrying about this, Hannah said in exasperation. Everyone has to experience their first at some point in their lives. And no one knows how they might manage in a relationship. Yeah, Barbara agreed. Plus, you should give it a shot. If you don't even try, I swear to you, it'll be something you'll regret for the rest of your life. Diana pondered over her friend's words as she sipped her champagne. I understand where both of you are coming from, she said, still a little unsure, a little afraid. But the last time I followed your advice, I had a terrible time at the exhibition. Are you kidding? Hannah asked incredulously, as if Diana had told her that the Incredible Hulk belonged in the MCU. It was our advice that led you to meeting Akko in the first place. You should be thanking us. Barbara could barely contain her giggling. Diana suddenly looked as though she realized that she had been defeated by facts and logic, and wore an optimistic smile that also carried her gratitude for her friends. You're right. What would I do without the two of you in my life? So you're going to ask Akko out on a date? Barbara asked hopefully. I. Diana hesitated, before summoning her steel resolve. I think I will. Her friends smiled at her. The girls fell into a comfortable silence as they went back to enjoying their food and champagne, each smiling to themselves at the way that things had worked out.